Well, there's nothing like getting a great night's sleep, and I get that with my Sleep Number bed. And my friends at Sleep Number have introduced the most amazing bed ever. It's the new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed, designed to keep each of you extremely comfortable for your best possible sleep. And like all their beds, Sleep Number 360 Smart Beds let you choose your ideal firmness and support on each side of the bed. Now with new responsive air technology, the bed senses your every move. My sleep number setting is 90. My sleep IQ score last night was 82. And it's time you meet the bed that could only come from sleep number, the 360 smart bed, and that's the only place you'll find it. Now's a great time to come in during their lowest prices of the season where you can save $500 to $700 on their most popular 2016 beds. Visit any of the 550 Sleep Number stores nationwide. Call 1-800-390-9100 or visit sleepnumber.com to find a Sleep Number store near you. And be sure to tell them George Norrie sent you. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. We are approaching, in just a few weeks, the 70th anniversary, apparently, of that crash. Tell, Tell me how you honed in on Roswell and let's talk about what you think happened. Well, first of all, I always emphasize the fact that I was a complete skeptic. In fact, even working with Dr. Heineck, there were cases that I explained that he was leaning towards uh, accepting. And you were still a skeptic? I was a skeptic. Okay. And, um, in fact, when the first book, Roswell Incident, by Bill Moore and Charles Burlitz came out, I didn't even read it. I thought it was, I, I, was, I always felt at that time that a, 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 something of that magnitude could not be kept a secret, that there should have been some leakers, some whistleblowers. Right. And in fact, even five years thereafter, I was still maintaining that position. And so working with Kevin Randall, and I had met him in 1988, and we um, decided, let's go down to New Mexico. Let's look into Roswell and see if we can wrap this up once and for all. You know, go down weekend jaunt and come away with something just as conventional as, as, or prosaic as uh, the weather balloon explanation. And it was at the time that we actually started speaking to the first-hand witnesses who handled the wreckage. And one by one, they described the same bizarre, the same strange characteristics. And I find that to be a fault in all the present-day alternative explanations because they never address those accounts. They're descriptions of this paper-thin, nearly indestructible material that couldn't be bent, couldn't be cut, couldn't be burnt, and yet it was practically weightless in your hands. And kind of wiggled back to its original shape. Well, that would be another type, yeah. another form of the same type of material. But this, you could crumble, you could crease, you could wad up into a ball. Ah, and when you all right. Release your grip and place it down onto a surface. It would flow like water. It would just smooth right out. And yet it's, it was the same type of nearly indestructible material. So in other words, it possessed perfect memory right before your eyes. And so as we're listening to these descriptions, and they were identical from witness after witness after witness, you just we, we, we went back to our cars, and as we were getting ready to return back to our homes, we realized we had to get back to New Mexico as fast as we could. And uh, here we are now. We're approaching 30 years 
since we initiated our own independent investigation, and we've talked to over 600 people, either directly or indirectly involved. And we've had now six archaeological digs at the debris field, a site that even the Air Force maintains where a mobile balloon was recovered, so there's no question we're at the correct location. But nonetheless, we're again, we're in the field. We're actually still tracking and hunting and trying to uh, come up with a final resolution after all this time. And you are convinced that the, the government, the U.S. government, used extreme measures to suppress the truth about Roswell, aren't you? Based on, again, all the first-hand accounts of the witnesses and now their families, the, um, the strong-arm tactics that were used, like with the sheriff's office in Roswell, Sheriff George Wilcox and his family, and then the very rancher itself. Now, why would you have to abduct the very rancher, Mac Brazo, who first found the wreckage? Why would you have to hide him out at the military base in Roswell for five days and keep him up all hours of the night and ask him the same questions over and over again until they, they finally broke him, until they finally got him to comply and then support their weather balloon uh, story? Uh, it just all smacked of a, you know, a major suppression and silencing of the witnesses, the Federal Communications uh, Commission calling up and threatening the radio station in Roswell, uh, KGFL, with loss of their license. Uh, Probably owned by a single owner who, would, who was petrified when the FCC called him. Precisely. He was Walt Whitmore Sr., and it was his minority owner, uh, Judd Roberts, who took that phone call. And then uh, even Senator Dennis Chavez of New Mexico calling up immediately thereafter and saying, I can't help you. It's out of my hands. You better do exactly as you're told. Jeez. So uh, it just all, it, whatever anyone believes about Roswell, you can't deny the fact that it has been covered up all these years. And what would, you know, raise it to that level that now after 70 years, it is still being suppressed. I mean, just ask former presidents Jimmy Carter or Bill Clinton. Last time Clinton was on Jimmy Kimmel, this is all they talked about. Mm -hmm. So I would challenge any of the debunkers, any of the skeptics. What do you know that the presidents don't know? Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.